Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Gals, welcome in to another edition of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I am one of your hosts, Clay Cunningham. My co-host, Adam Kurtz, is also here. Adam, say hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm going with greetings because I got to admit, you know, I like to do bits, but I've, I've hit a little bit of a writer's block, as you know. And I mean, right now, uh, my skit ideas, they're like a gay Kevin Klein comedy from 1997. In and out. Ooh, Wow. That's a deep cut. I don't yeah. know that, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it it's not exists. Wild Wild West. I ain't watching it. Uh, well, that, uh, probably. I think so. I remember his kid was in a movie called The Squid and the Whale that was really good. And he was like five years old and he spent like half the movie masturbating and rubbing jizz on library books. The five year old? I don't, he wasn't five. He was really young, though. That was a good movie, though. I don't know if that kid ever get, did anything, but it's. Uh, yeah, you don't, well, it's not child porn, Adam. It's, it's meant to be disturbing, but... Um, well, I'm reporting you to the authorities right now. Good start. Well, uh, before that, what do you say we get one last Beavis and Butthead discussion in? This week, we are doing another Spotlight episode. We haven't done one in a while, I don't think, and it's a character I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked to. It's one of your favorites, Mr. McVicker. Hit him with the impression. <laughs> Oh, right on cue. We are going deep into the McVicker lore with a pair of Season 7 episodes, Breakdown and Speech Therapy. And I'm ready to hear that impression seven or eight more times. <laughs> Let's kick into it, starting with Breakdown. This ain't no Kurt Russell movie from, I believe, the same year, 1997. Crazy. It's oh. all 1997, man. man Arguably the best year of our lives. I'm, I'm on it, yeah. This one aired November 4th, 1997. It was the 33rd episode of Season 7. Written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge. Directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan. Synopsis? Beavis and Butthead finally send Princelman McVicker straight into the mental institution. As if that wasn't inevitable. I'll throw on a record scratch there. Or, oh. or, or in post. But, uh, but uh, anyway, Adam, as always, you're starting. What do you got to say for Breakdown? I'm always thinking of that Tom Petty song. Break down, down. Yep. Went on to be lucky on Mike Judge's King of the Hill. There, see, there's it's all connected. Yes, sir. So uh, the this one starts out the boys in Principal McVicker's office, a familiar uh, sight. And uh, he's wanting an explanation to, I think, some damage that's been done to the teacher's lounge. And I, he's, uh, I like that he references all the things he's tried to do to Beavis and Butthead. He's tried group therapy. He's tried death threats. And he just continually uses, like, violence of saying he's going to have somebody chop off their hands and make it look like an accident. Um, <laughs> the boys are just, like... There's no fear in them. They're, they're not intimidated by McVicker and his threats whatsoever. And I think that really burns McVicker. Um, apparently, there's a contractor there to survey the damage. We never get to see the contractor because uh, McVicker goes into the teacher's lounge uh, 
of course, leaving the school speaker system, a you know, just free, which is is a often used trope in almost anything that involves kids. Is that a thing? Were those in principals' offices? Like, um, I don't know if it's a true thing. I don't think I don't remember. Like, as far as our school goes, and I guess it was we like were in, in high the office. School, it was in the last, yeah, there was like I remember there being like a secretary's desk. The principal didn't have anything in his desk. Like, yeah, or in his office, which you know, I'm okay for dramatic purposes, but sure. from my experience, no, I don't believe that's a realistic. Uh, There's also one in Skinner's office, you know. <laughs> So, uh, Principal Skinner from The Simpsons, of course. So, uh, the boys jump on the the speaker system, and then that sends McVicker into some sort of, like, psychological tailspin where he actually ends up in the fetal position on the ground. Um, I love, well, it's so simple, like, because Beavis and Butthead, there's, like, well, I I love any time we see Butthead shifty eyes, like, I'm on to something here, and they literally just laugh. (laughs) <laughs> they don't say anything into the PA, which I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm get, I took it literally. Maybe that was just a psychological thing with McVicker because we do get like a one of those graphics of somebody, you know, drifting into psychosis. But yeah, I, I like that they didn't actually say anything. They just laughed. I, I think it's just that it was the last straw that, uh, <laughs> the last straw of like, they've already completely destroyed the teacher's lounge and now left alone for two seconds. They're still screwing around. So uh, the next day, it, it opens up with Van, in Van Driesen's classroom where I think he's comparing McVicker to Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, that was really weird because, yeah, he's talking about uh, yeah other people, like geniuses who are also, quote, psychologically different. I, yeah. I, I did, I write that. Is he suggesting McVicker's a genius? I didn't know Van Driesen to be such a kiss-ass, but I guess he really maybe admired McVicker. You don't get much into their dynamic, but no. it, you don't feel like they would get along. I certainly wouldn't think that he would think he was a genius, but yeah, that caught me off guard. I guess too. he does kind of allow um, Van Driesen, McVicker allows Van Driesen to kind of use whatever unconventional ways to teach. He never really says no, so maybe he really appreciates that. That's what people tune in for, is these deeper dives into relationships that are never uh, fleshed out in, in the series. So uh, Van Driesen has the bright idea of taking the boys to see McVicker in the um, the mental hygiene center. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and McVicker actually sees him through the window and immediately flips out. Just oh, I don't want them in here. And uh, oh no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Self-medicating McVicker may have been onto something. He didn't take his normal shot of old crow <laughs> he pulls out or have his pills like we might see later today. Uh, so he's actually reading the little engine that uh, could, and it was a uh, very uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest of type vibes of them sitting in a circle. But once he flips out, they actually start to beat the shit out of McVicker, <laughs> like a very Robert Pack-esque character um, i i want to say like i feel like i should see it that voice that guy's voice is awesome yes and I, he's is. been on the show before but like yep. just like he's uh, i wish i could find again with imdb with just their shit work they do on <laughs> beavis and butthead if somebody knows play because that i love that guy's voice oh it is great 
and uh, he's basically kind of like interrogator slash therapist. He's in a suit, not really like your standard uh, maybe mental institution doctor. So they strap him down, and a nurse is really like foofy on how like oh this we want to see mr not mr grumpy um and mcgur's having none of it really because the boys then come in and uh i like how beavis asked did you try kicking him in the neck <laughs> and they <laughs> yeah. kind of half consider oh is that not a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then McVicker tries to kill Beavis, and then which they strap him down and say they're going to transfer him to electroshock therapy immediately. In the transition of taking him to that, they pass by Van Driesen, who Van Driesen, you know, has a breakdown himself of really, don't you boys care about anybody? What what have you done? Yeah, because so, he, he, he somehow thought this would be, this would inspire <laughs> empathy and just two absolute blank vessels, yeah. I mean, the eternal optimist that is Van Driesen, uh, again, that optimism thwarted, and uh, he himself has that breakdown, and uh, that's kind of where the episode ends on, Clay. Anything to add to this one? Yeah, um, I yeah I do love that it's called the Mental Hygiene Center, and um, you know we're fresh off you know a week of you defending the incompetence of the Burger World manager. So I kind of wanted you to see if you do it with with these as much you know as much as I love the voice, man, this guy sucks at his job because he's literally like two days in and he's like bring the bring in his tormentors all be, why because he read the little engine that could. That's the next logical step. Maybe Van Driesen was a prompt, too, though. Van Driesen was really gung-ho on the guy's scene, because Beavis and Butthead didn't want to go either. <laughs> yeah, and that's, um, I do like, yeah, this is towards the tail end of the original run, and you can just see just, you know, basically almost 200 episodes of just what it would be like to deal with these people, <laughs> with Beavis and Butthead, because you see just two of them break down. And I, too, I like, too, like the... I wonder how much is inspired because I remember Mike Judge saying that uh, McVicker was inspired by an alcoholic band teacher he had that would always. I he said he always reeked of booze and just. Oh, what are you doing? Like just. I, I wonder what happened to that guy. I, I'd be I. I really only remember just like a ten second clip from Taint of Greatness. I wonder if he ended up uh, institutionalized, but um, at a hygiene center. Yes, and this one, uh, kind of. In the same vein as Dumbasses Anonymous, where the boys, you know, they, they're not deliberately malicious, but it can be really rough watching the consequences of their actions because you just, now, I mean, destroying the teacher's lounge is just sort of like, you know, general mischief, but, you know, they, I mean, they get the impression that there's going to be like electroshock therapy, and it's just something that they would think was cool that they saw on TV, and it's just one of those things. Like you can watch, they're not deliberately evil, but it's just, it's just you just watch these. Like there's nothing there. They're complete. I don't know psych, so, psychopath, sociopath. I don't know the difference between the two. That's my embarrassing confession here. But there's no empathy, and it's just. That's it's what one kind of, those, of breaks Van Reason down. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those, it's it, it's definitely, like, it's somewhat entertaining and certainly interesting to watch it just from afar without there being, like, you know, the big 
swirling sitcom moment, but you still, it's one, it's, it's not a feel good episode. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, there was one music video though, which we've only had. A, not much. Not yeah. That, that's season seven. Yeah. The only one is uh keep the heads ringing by Dr. Dre, which first appeared in the season six, episode three U S history, but we have not discussed that. So we haven't discussed that video. Adam, Got anything to say about keep the heads ringing? They have an admiration for Dr. Dre. Um, I like that. And they discuss selling an airplane that is stolen at a flea market. I My favorite part, though, is Beavis telling Butthead to shut up or he's going to put the smack down on his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always, yeah, Beavis, anytime there's a Dr. Dre or Snoop video, he always has a little bit of extra attitude. <laughs> I compare when uh, Beavis digs in on Butthead, though, to like Larry getting the rare slap in on the Three Stooges. You know, you kind of there's just a sense of warmth <laughs> when when the underdog gets to get a slap in. Yeah, and um, I I like that. There's a funny moment with uh, Beavis's mom, Shirley Beavis, as we learned, and Beavis about to do the like. I, I apparently. Beavis was having trouble like recounting, but basically just like a basic, it's what's on the inside that matters, which was twisted into her discussions for her being a slut. And um, I like to uh, just also, yeah, because yeah, in the video, I remember this video, which I believe was on the soundtrack to the film Friday, which I don't know if Chris it's Tucker was in the video, video. So, yeah, I've not seen that movie. I've heard it's good. I think I've seen it on TV a bunch of times, so yeah, it's probably but, not the best way to view it. But there is like a theft of a plane, and I love that Beavis brings it up, and Butthead gives a standard, just a standard answer. It's not even like a particularly obnoxious Butthead, and then Beavis just goes, ah, shut up, Butthead, <laughs> <laughs> to a question he asked. Mike Judge was so fucking sick of these videos. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a... I think that's all we got for part one, Adam, unless you got any more pearls of wisdom. No, on to speech therapy. Okay, but first, we got to pay the bills, like roughly 1.3 cents per listen at a time. Here's a word from the sponsor. Oh, no! Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Um, well, you know, like I just said, I don't have many bits prepared. And last time, um, I kind of went after Adam for not having one, and he took offense. So he actually is going to come back with a bit of his own to start out this new one, this this part. It's in the chat. Check the chat. Oh, um, yes. I uh, here, here's this totally spontaneous thing that Adam just came up with. Yes, what is going on with cabbage? I look at it and I can't figure it out. Is it a head of lettuce? Is it some type of patched kid? I mean, when did we get to the point where we needed a that third tier vegetable needed to be more complicated than a Rubik's cube? Hmm. You know, I was uh, I was ready to tear you to shreds here, but that's <laughs> God damn it, that's sharp. Thank oh, you. This is like fucking cabbage steaks. Craig Kilborn to John Stewart on the Daily Show, which which is weird because you kind of look like Craig Kilborn. Thank you. I was always a Kilborn guy. Right, I remember <laughs> Sebastian the asexual icon. That was a good bit. Anyway, Adam, 
Um, <laughs> uh, tell the folks, give them a little background episode about, or information, whatever, about speech therapy. 1997 was the year. November 18th was the day. Speech therapy aired. It was season 7, episode 36. And McVicker puts Beavis and Butthead in a speech therapy class. Clayton, you get the first crack. So yeah, these ones, uh, they were literally only aired like three episodes apart. So, man, we really did not distribute out our uh, our McVicker spotlight all that well. But um, I, I, it works, though, because it picks off pretty nicely where the last one left off. Um, the boys are they're back from a two-week suspension uh, from an... Un, an undisclosed infraction, I don't know. I mean, show's not really great with canon. I don't know if it had anything to do with the being yeah. institutionalized. But uh, first, I love that the, the, it starts off with a very casual encounter. Like, uh, Beavis just like, hey, McVicker, and Butthead just, hey. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, God, Mike Judge is such a good voice actor because it's literally just one word. It, it, but He's a talented guy. But, uh, yeah, they were supposed to be in class. And this one... Makes your heart break a little bit because they they went to the classroom and nobody's there, and they refer to their teacher, who's supposed to be Van Driesen, as a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor David. But um, apparently he got out of the mental hygiene center, too, and um, he took the class to the the botanical gardens, which... uh, have you ever been to a botanical garden, Adam? Thought about going a lot of times, and then no, I've never been. I'm uncultured. So are you. Well, yeah, well, I, I haven't been either, so you know, thanks for throwing that in my face. But anyway, um, so he just has nothing to do with them, so he throws them into a speech therapy class with a Ms. Jenkins, um, who a little bit, I'd almost say, like, uh, drawn like a more attractive Peggy Hill, almost. Yes. I got that vibe. I, yep. I got a little Peggy Hill, but also... A little um, curvier. Yeah, which uh, we'll get into later. That, that plays a part into the plot. But um, So this class uh, really takes up pretty much the rest of the episode. And I just got, like... I, I don't know if it's just uh, me being simple or just a real testament to the show's ability to keep um, comedic... Uh, momentum, but it's like it's it's all the trimmings of Beavis and Butthead that we've seen through. This is the 196th episode. Yet, it's just all the stuff that made me laugh here was like they start the vocal cord, like they just have a picture of a vocal cord, which looks like uh, you know, you know. Uh, but uh, which yes, I, how how well the Beavis and Butthead know what that would look like. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I mean, they're 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 well established as butt and boob guys. I mean, I guess they probably. They've been into Stewart's dad's dirty magazines, so that's true. And I guess you can't really talk much about you know vaginal stuff on MTV in the 1990s. But yeah, I, I like that. And they start out with these enunciations. She's trying to get him to speak clearer, and um, like she starts with Butthead wanting to work on his ass to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> Just, and then there's speak. There's like there's practice sentences like speaking slowly as such can say just as much, which, ass munch, which felt like a little bit of a stretch to me, but I like <laughs> what it got it. But then the next one is half haste helps, but whole haste hinders. <laughs> but whole, and it's just, seriously, again, 196 episodes of this shit, and it's still funny. It's maybe not quite on par with, like, you know, pulling your head on every stroke, let me see your bag. 
from sure. you know, Mr. Anderson's ball, but it's still pretty. Like, I mean, still good, no? Yes. And um, I like that uh, gives them a chance to show McVicker what they learned at the end, which, you know, they start saying ass munch and butthole, which <laughs> McVicker, you know, learned nothing from the mental hygiene center, which, again, I'm going to blame on the workers because, yes. uh, like, he tries to strangle them. And uh, Ms. Jenkins stops him and uh, uh, points out that he has trouble expressing himself in a, in a positive way. And which I like that Butthead points out that McVicker doesn't know how to talk to chicks. And it ends with a really great impression. Beavis doing a really impre- great impression of McVicker, which just like, <clears throat> I can't do it. I'll, I'll play a clip later, but it's, it shouldn't be that impressive because they're both voiced by the same guy. <laughs> but he somehow finds just that kick, like, it sounds like Beavis doing a spot on McVicker impression. It's great. It's, uh, oh, it, it is. Plays right, I mean, right into the big, you know, the end credit music. A great way to end it. Um, it's maybe there's one critique. Um, like, at, there is a moment, yeah, we're talking about Miss Jenkins having curves. And at one point, I forgot to give, they, they give Beavis and Butthead mirrors to look at their vocal cords. And they, like, get the idea to look under her skirt. And it pays off kind of well because Butthead's kind of under there and eventually he turns the thing and then it's like he's trying to look, you know, at her beaver, basically. Uh, he curves it and then Beavis's face comes in. It's a good gag. I, I, don't, I thought there was a little too much space between that and the vocal cord. I, I, I feel, I, as I say that, I feel like it's really nitpicky. I just felt like the sequence felt a little off. Um, I just like I felt uncomfortable, but I liked when he drops the mirror and it is just Beavis's face. Then Beavis sees Butthead's face, and yeah, it. <laughs> so. it's a good it's a good payoff. I don't know. That's maybe me just being a snobby. I don't know, but uh, I think you got to put the highlight back on McVicker here. He uh, that whole time at the start was really struggling to get this bottle of pills open, and he finally does get it open, and he just starts kind of eating them like pezzes. <laughs> he's he maybe not that was the mental hygiene place they they maybe prescribed him those pills yeah sounds real true to life to me take that american healthcare system oh wow big take on big pharma yeah but um that's a, <laughs> i don't know who's who's talking you're still talking right no i just yeah i i like mcvicker uh not being able to talk to women, but <laughs> apparently Beavis's impression of him talking to women is just saying boing. Boy, oh yeah, <laughs> he goes to boy, oh yeah, oh, oh, too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I didn't really remember this one. I, in fact, matter of fact, I was I looking through the episode list, I kind of confused it with the episode "They're Coming to Take Me Away." Ha ha. But oh. so it's not one I watch a lot, but uh, it's a. I, it's a solid one. I was uh, I was surprised how much I liked it because I just thought that like, yeah, this will be kind of a minor one. But uh, I don't know if we're to this portion yet, though. But which one did you like better? Are we, there's no videos to discuss. No, I will say, yeah, I guess it almost is time to skip ahead. But uh, I, I guess yeah, <laughs> apparently Mike Judge eventually was just even tired of recycling videos because this was one of the very last ones and didn't even throw one in. So uh, you know what? I I maybe tipped my hand a little bit, Adam. So I'm going to let you go first. I am going with Breakdown. McVicker in the uh, psych ward 
with that guy slapping him silly. That was uh, that was just good. He wasn't as featured in, in speech therapy as much, so we, we got to hear more of the hoos and the hoos. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's uh, uh, can I get a little here a little you little bastards from you? You little bastards. <laughs> I can't do it without that. A stuff, but um, <clears throat> I would say um, break down as far as like a McVicker spotlight. It's be- yeah, like you said, it's better. But I. Speech therapy, I, I'm going to call this an upset. I was surprised. I think maybe just because I was just like, eh, I don't know about this one. I, I laughed a lot, the, 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 the McVicker impression, and when she said, butthole haste henders. <laughs> yes. I'm laughing already. But, uh, whew, we're coming in short this week. But uh, you know what? I think we packed more wallop in these 25 minutes than most shows. Hell yeah. In six hours. And we're not even done. Because you are telling people how they can get a hold of us and whatnot. At Butthole on Joe on Twitter or at Buffcode and Beaverpod at gmail.com or search that on Facebook. Any of those ways will do. All righty. Well, you know, I think we've come to the end. So let's make like the fabulous Thunderbirds and wrap it up. Ha! Now who can't hit a show oh. well, you son of a bitch? I thought they sang, Are You Tough Enough? They might, I don't know. But I specifically looked that up, so uh, now we've ruined the bit. Goodbye, everybody. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Figure's a dumbass. He doesn't know how to talk to chicks. (laughs) He's probably like.